welcome to the 1% Podcast. My name is Avi Wiswer, social media influencer and motivational speaker. Every week you hear an inspiring message. We hear from a person that is on their journey to success. With each episode, I hope that you can take something valuable with you, become 1% better in your life. Thank you for stopping by and let the growth begin. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the 1% Podcast. As always, I want to thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for showing support. And thank you guys for showing love on every single episode. I have a guest with me today. Two guests. For the first time, we have two guests with me. The Encore Podcast. Shout out to 914. Yes, sir. 914 is finest. If you guys want to give a little introduction about yourself, let the people know who you are. Oh, yeah. Pancho, I'll let you start this off, bro. I bet. Uh, <clears throat> my name's Pancho. I'm a musician and entrepreneur. Um, Currently, right now, the thing I'm most involved in is the Encore podcast, where we interview um, different creatives, mostly in the music industry, but we branch out sometimes. But creatives, artists, um, other entrepreneurs, just get a glimpse of their story, have them tell their story on our platform. The story, uh, the platform is we curated it to create something that can help people get inspired, especially for creatives when, like, no one thinks what you're trying to do is realistic. Everyone's like, yo, you're wasting your time. You're stupid. Your family's doubting you. Your friends is doubting you. We wanted to create something to where people could look at and, and think to themselves, oh, I can do it. So um, that's the th- main thing I do now. Um, and I do it w- with the bro here. Yo, you're a talented-ass pianist too, bro. Don't, don't miss that part. He's a, he's a great insp- instrumentalist and producer as well. He's got an all-around musical ear, and he's just, he's just a, he's a great guy. Just, <laughs> so let me just throw that out there, because pa- Pancho's one of the most humble but most inspiring people for me, so it's, it, it's a pleasure to work with him. My name is Cruz. Um, nice to meet y'all. Um, Avi, it's a, it's a pleasure that you had us on the show. Thank you so much. Thank he was you. actually on our show first before right. this happened. Tune so, in. Know, Episode something. Go <laughs> <laughs> check that out. <laughs> yeah, a lot of jabs, bro. So, um, me personally, Cruz, um, first and foremost, I'm a law student slash, uh, I like to call myself a lawyer because I do what a lawyer does already, but I have not passed the bar yet. So I am not a lawyer yet. I work for a law firm, um, focused on entertainment, especially the music industry. Um, very deep into that space. Um, but Pancho gave me an opportunity to be on the Encore podcast last year. Um, and uh, it's like he said, I just wanted to contribute to the mission of being able to provide a platform for creatives and being able to give some resources and information and game and um, be in rooms like this. Like uh, the Encore podcast are, for me has opened up so many um, rooms and opportunities. So, um, yeah, it's, it's great to be an interview host. Um, I love just meeting new people, finding out what makes their clock tick and just being able to learn more about them so I, I i'm a question asker is, is how i like to look at myself but so as you guys i don't know if this is your first uh feature but w- what is it like on the other end to uh, now being asked the question it is different yeah it's definitely different uh i feel like i should be working <laughs> like, Wait, what do you mean as in like i feel like i don't know i i should just be like doing something yeah I don't know. yeah i kind of feel like that at all times so I, I don't really know if it's just this but it's interesting it's a uh, a uh, full circle moment. Yeah, I would say it, it, I feel a different type of anxiety being on this side of things. I'm not gonna lie. Like when I, it's a little bit less. I control the flow of information and like or in like the conversation. Yeah. So it's interesting being on this side of things. I, you know, I I feel different for sure. But like in a way, it's it's great practice and like I, I'm, it's great to have you leading the conversation because I trust you and like thank the you. way you speak and and the topics you like to speak on. So it's great to be on this side of things. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um. Well, you guys are gonna be a lot more. You know, as as they've grown exponentially um, since, you know, I've been on. You guys are doing some great work. But I wanted to start off with um, the slogan that you guys have, for creatives, by creatives. Facts. 
why do you feel that creatives resonate with your message? And what about that inspired you to create that slogan or that saying? Um, so uh, this is probably like a, a question for me. That's just kind of like, I feel like those are my people. Like, I'm a musician before anything else. Most people know me for podcasting and interviewing people, but like, I'm a musician first. So like, those are just the types of people that I resonate with and that I'd like to speak to. So that's really where it came from. And I think that it's really important. Um, if you're trying to spread a message to somebody, I think it's very important that the people you're trying to talk to can see themselves in your shoes. That's why a lot of um, content from just different creators or different um, entrepreneurs <laughs> or influencers, it just doesn't hit because like they, it's just there's a disconnect and people don't want to be like the person they're um, they're listening to. That's a really important thing or they can't see themselves as that person. So I just wanted to curate it to the people that I feel most connected to. Yeah, so. for sure. And um, yeah, just just building off of what he said, it's just like you you have to build this sort of trust with your audience that you understand our experience. Like, yes. you know, yeah. listening to people who haven't done something, giving teaching you how to do it, it just doesn't really make much sense. So, of course, we have to like lead first and foremost. We are, you know, we resonate with you. We want to be able to uh, provide from experience or at least let Thanks. other people, you know, provide from experience Absolutely. that come yeah. up to the show. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you feel like that only open-minded people could listen to your to your podcast? Because obviously a lot of the gems that you guys, uh, I wouldn't say, I would say that open-minded people could have more of a perspective or be able to, like you said, put yourself in their shoes. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm mixed. I would say no. Okay. Because... Um, I'm definitely, I definitely have my own biases that I try and be aware of, aware of as much as I can. And somebody who has a similar mindset to me may not be a quote unquote open-minded person, but still resonate with the message. I think that someone being open-minded would help, but I don't necessarily think it's necessary. Okay. And I will hundred percent co-sign that. And I will say that, um, I mean, we like to try to help people open their minds if they're not already open-minded. And, of course, it's all a spectrum of, like, are you open-minded? It's all, like, you know, a yeah. spectrum of that. And I would think uh, Kid Works being on our show. Shout-out Kid Works. Kid Works, uh, we have his own – we gave him his own series um, that's all focused on the mindset and development and stuff. And, and his message has touched millions of people so far. And I'm pretty certain that a lot of the people that resonate with him are not very open-minded. But right. something about the way he communicates his message just really touches them. It, like, like it – touches a part of them they might not even know exists you yeah, know what i mean right. so mm -hmm. i think in a way we all have the potential to be open-minded it's just a matter of like what's opening that for you so, yeah kid works yeah. is a legend shout out kid works if you're listening to this i'm getting you on this podcast yeah. <laughs> it's gonna happen i told him at the gym uh yesterday he said he was down oh wow yeah, okay yeah, beautiful yeah, yeah. He, sure, i definitely want to be able to get you know everybody as it, it's just the the messages that you guys carry not even just him but also so the sd card filled up guys uh, <laughs> You know, gotta love it. Um, and where I was going with that was, oh, let me let me think about where I was going with that <laughs> intermission. Um, oh, where I was going with that is that you know, obviously, KidWorks provides a lot of value for you guys, but you guys also provide a lot of value. Like there was one video where you were talking about if it just works, it works. Yeah, the, yeah. That you know, there's no right or wrong to it. When you were 19, you wanted to just you know, take up space, you know, maybe at that point in time you were wasting time, whatever. And now yeah. you just want to work 16 hours a day. I would want to say what kind of changed that mindset, what kind of shifted that perspective? I This Man. could apply to both of you guys um, um, in terms of uh, just... Sorry, can you repeat the question? What shifted the mindset from... 
from like chilling, not wanting to do anything to like being a workaholic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when I was in college, I got arrested for a sale of LSD charge. Um, have I ever told you this? No, you have not, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gotta love it. I, so I was like, what? <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I thought I was going to have to go to prison for a minute. I actually got an offer from, um, um, from a judge, DA, whatever. I thought I was going to have to do four years in Mississippi. Um, the case, it's such a long fucking story, but basically the statute of limitations expired on it. Um, it's, it's, that's a whole podcast, but, um, <laughs> um, but I thought I was preparing myself to never be able, be able to work a real job because after that happened, it was such a fucking stressful situation, like a physically stressful situation. My body started to shut down on me. So that's why I went to a massage therapy school. I'm a licensed massage therapist, too. I forgot like, about that. Yeah, what a guy. This, yeah. He's just all, all around. <laughs> all around, Poncho. Yeah, yeah, so, he's really had a journey. Yeah, yeah. It, it's yeah. been a trip. So I did that. I passed the school. I had like a 93 average. I passed a board exam on my first test, but they wouldn't give me the license because I had the pending felony charge. So wow. after that happened, I was mad as fuck. <laughs> but um, I just realized, like, yo, you might never be able to work a job. So you need to go create something for yourself. Mm. So, and you've always been a creative, so that was kind of like easy. Oh, uh, I, I started playing piano when I was eighteen. I actually didn't think I was creative growing up. I was heavy into sports and working out and shit. But um, as soon as I got into it, then I knew this is what I wanted to do. But then after the realization, like, yo, you might never be able to work a job. Like, I'm like, all right, this is what you need to do. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. If I'm being honest, yeah, I don't have some epiphany. Like, oh, all you gotta do is drink this and take this supplement. Like. That yeah. that's just my story. That's that's how it happened for me. Yeah, damn. For me, it started in just just as everybody knows, like getting into law and legal space is pretty competitive. So especially getting into music and entertainment, it's very competitive. Or at least you have to be able to be other people out to a certain job. So for me, my path to success is dependent on me getting certain opportunities. And in order to get certain opportunities, I had to make sure my resume was built up and I had a good foundation in the music industry, especially. So in order to do that, I was like, I, I did not have a crazy work ethic in my undergraduate. I got that after I found a goal that I felt like I, you know, I need to get here by a certain time. So That's my time frame was my second year of law school. I want to be able to have an entertainment law position, which is pretty difficult to get while you're in law school. Like a lot of times like um you get those after you start and you have a found that you have a couple legal positions in in your tuck and you also have a background in music so for me um when i discovered this i was like all right let me anything that i could do to get myself get get my resume to show this guy is interested in entertainment i did that so for me it came from just having that like that real these specific job jobs i wanted to get and making sure I differentiated myself from others. And I had a very short time frame to do that, like two Facts. years. So, yeah. I, so I agree so much. I don't think you can put in those 60. If, people always talk about burnout and shit like that. Burnout happens when you either, one, hate what you're doing, or two, can't see the end of the tunnel. Mm. And so if you don't like what you're doing and shit, like if you don't care about your goals, you can't put in the 16 hours. You will fucking drive yourself crazy. Yeah. So that's major. I, I agree with that yeah. a lot. Yeah, for sure. I've, I definitely experienced... Uh, uh, we we talked a little bit before this podcast about that you know time when I was I definitely was experiencing burnout and I I don't know if it was because of how many things I was juggling at once mm-hmm. um, I feel like obviously that could cause if you're trying to go in thirty different avenues or there's you know life's piling up they definitely could be able to create a sense of burnout and it's like oh wow I don't know which one to just continue to go in um, you know trying to whether it's making money somehow 
you know, obviously doing this, doing everything else, it can create a sense of burnout. Um, so there, there's many ways of, of burnout. And ironically, we talked about that on, on, on the podcast yeah, we that we did. were on. We did yeah. talk about burnout. Um, and it just so happened that it struck me. Um, how would you guys deal with burnout? Or how have you dealt with burnout? I want to relay, relay that question back to you guys. How have I dealt with it or how will I deal with it now? Both. <laughs> let's go. Let's go both. Let's I go with both. You want to go first? I don't know if I've really felt burnout to a sense where it's like, I'm not like Pancho where it's like, I really, really work. I asked Pancho one time, I was like, how many hours a week do you think you work? He said all of them. And he said that all with like, he, that is a joking <laughs> way. He said it with a straight face and looked away and just kept doing what he was doing. I don't, I don't work that hard. I don't like put, I don't work myself to the point of exhaustion. I actually kind of, maybe to a fault, listen to, you know, everybody's path is a little bit different for me. Um, I don't work to the point of burnout. So I don't necessarily reach it. For me, often the, the, Rather than burnout, the, the problem for me is just getting started. So that's something that for me that, that I'm constantly working on and trying to find out like what helps me get started um, right. before, you know. So, yeah. I respect that. Yeah. Um, I, let me just add one more thing before it. So when I do feel like a lack of motivation and a lack of to continue going, I do. I listen to a lot of shows like yours, like right. other, maybe a show oh, like wow, ours. Yeah, yeah, for That'll sure. Do it. Like, do it. Yeah, yeah, those type of shows where it's like these people are doing these things and they're getting this type of thing that I would also want. So for me, dealing with a lack of motivation, which a lot oftentimes is what burnout is, um, that that yeah, I guess burnout and getting started are kind of the same thing. I guess when you think about it. So, yeah. Um, yeah, for me, it's just finding other people who are doing what I want to be doing and listening to them speak. And then that helps me get to get started. I agree. Um, I got plugs, but whatever. Um, all right. So how did I deal with it in the past? I would grab the nearest thing that would make me not in a sober mindset and just indulge as much as possible. Oh, wow. Yes. Whatever it was. Yes. That's how I dealt with it in the past. Now, um, I recognize that, like, as I said before, burnout is what comes from it's mostly when you can't see the end of the tunnel so if i'm starting to feel burnt out by something that i'm doing my approach is probably wrong it's not that i'm doing the wrong thing or heading the wrong way it's the way i'm approaching it is probably wrong all right another technical error uh that we had to uh address but you know we're gonna push through because that's what that's what life's all about it's a man. podcast on adversity <laughs> so where i was going with that point is um i'm i'm grateful that you know you take time to listen to, to the podcast and uh i do want to let you know that as somebody that may deem that has it figured out or you know this mindset person like i wish that you know there was times that obviously in, in my life i wasn't going through a lot of shit or it may seem like I have it figured out or it may seem like I'm this guru or genie, but at the end of the day, like I'm, you know, I'm just a human that tries to be able to empathize with other people. And I know that we, we sometimes put these people on a pedestal. Uh, and I know people have tried to put me on a pedestal. But I'm like, listen, bro, I'm just a human at the end of the day, I'm trying to go through this shit the best way I can. And maybe, you know, to my fault, I should be a little bit more vulnerable with my audience instead of deeming as this fucking super confident or like, guru that you know has this shit figured out and i really don't so to, to the viewers to the listeners um i just want to let you guys know that i'm not nowhere near perfect and if anything i've noticed a lot more about myself in these past six months than i've ever have being imperfect makes you perfect that's yeah. a bar yeah like that's that. a bar yeah yeah that's a bar um but i think it's just accepting those imperfections that make you go a long way in in terms of healing and journey 
Um, but that's my little rant. This next conversation where I want to go is uh, obviously the conversations between between us and you know some of the text messages you guys have always said, or at least when I last talked to Poncho, you said when I get on I'm going to put others on, and I want to know where that the everybody eats around me mentality came from and why giving back is so important to you that guys. That stupid fucking saying, "Oh, it's lonely at the top." Yeah, only if you make it that way. Yeah. Like yeah. it doesn't need to be that way. Like let's all eat. Also, there's mad money to go around like the fuck like no, no, you can be rich i can be rich there's four people in here we could all be millionaires like there's no reason to hoard that shit and being rich with your homies i mean i'm not there yet but i'm just gonna assume being rich with your homies is way better than being rich by yourself so yeah and like the f- yeah for sure, for sure. And my understanding coming into music and entertainment was you can't do this on your own. Like, for some reason, fact. that was That's one of fact. my first, like, understandings of the space is you need to be surrounded by other people. You need to collaborate a lot. And what I loved about it, what drew me to it was the collaboration and the amount of, like, uh, relationship part of it. So I never had an understanding of the music industry that you have to do this alone. And yeah. if anything, I feel like um, me and Kid Works were talking about this yesterday, and he was putting me onto like, the thought that, like, um, by... By helping others, you are helping yourself. Absolutely. Because it obviously yeah. comes back to you in some way, shape, or form. And, and, and by being able to constantly provide values to others, it, they, they, you will have a million other people that will be – like be. some of them will take advantage of you. Mm-hmm. Some of them will not reciprocate it, but a right. lot of them will. And yes. when that does happen, um, you know, that that's – everybody wins in that way. So I, I don't – like in entertainment specifically – I don't think it makes sense to. I don't think it, it it will help you at all to have an understanding that's not collaboration focused. It kind of makes you seem that like all those people that you know when they get to the top and, and talk about it, it's lonely. Maybe the 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 thing of it is is that they haven't brought anybody with them. Is that they they thought the the hyper all right, all right, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna okay. So a lot of the people that say it's lonely at the top are not even at the fucking top, and they use it to justify them not doing what it takes to reach the top. Because a lot of people at the top recognize that as he said you cannot do this alone. So like yeah, that's. That's that's just that. Uh, at least from what I've seen, maybe I'm completely wrong. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, sure. yeah. That's that's that. Yeah, but, yeah. But yeah. Oh, oh you, no, got, you got it. You got it. Not continue. Continue. Um, it's just like when I made the mental shift from I want to make the dopest shit possible, the best beats possible, the art I love, to I want to create something that'll help others i want to put other people on when i made that mental shift and where i put my time my energy my effort shit took off exponentially shit took off exponentially (laughs) and it's just yeah like and i don't do it for that reason but just just helping others is always the right thing to do for sure and like for my business to start going as a lawyer i need to have people trust me i need to have clients so i understood from the beginning from my path at least specifically the more that i give to other people the more that my name will start to get out there as somebody who does good work and who's not trying to exploit you because that's what a lot of people are trying to avoid especially when it comes to lawyers obviously the lawyers that are not going to be the one if there's any like red flags yellow flags like did go to the next lawyer is is what i would say so i mean by just be by having a name that is just good with everybody that you meet i don't think there's really anybody you're gonna come across that if you ask them like yo what's what's cruise like i don't think i don't i doubt that there's many people that would tell you that you know he's 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 looking to take advantage of you or he does not do good business or anything like you might that. say like, he asked too many questions yeah yeah probably say that but that will not like, and I, I think that's that's one of my strengths as, as you know so 
Um, I try to embrace that, and um, yeah. You you guys think kindness is a weakness? Mm, uh, I don't think so at all. There are moments that it will not be advantageous in that situation for sure. But I think generally speaking, if you go into the world constantly giving kindness, it will come back to you in some way, of course. Um, not to say the same thing everybody else says, but um, yeah. Um, I, I see it as maybe a weakness, in cert- like I just said, in s- certain short-term situations. But if you constantly in- enter situations with kindness, it is not a weakness. It is one of the best strengths you could have. Everyone wants to be around someone who's kind. I don't think kindness is a weakness. I think being naive is a weakness. Mm. And I think the biggest weakness is not taking things at face value, especially when it comes to dealing with other people, seeing someone and they're like, oh, this person, they're dope, they're talented, they could be this. All they got to do is, you know, maybe change this, work on this, polish this, but not understanding that this person is lazy as fuck and will not do that being naive in that situation and trying to pour into something that is just not it's a broken cup will not work so i think naiveness is a weakness not not kindness kindness has only helped me out how have you guys been receptive to to certain criticism in in fuck you really it depends who it is why um because i'm the only person that is gonna go to sleep in my shoes and lives my life and like a lot of people, uh, most people enjoy the shit that we do with Kid Works, but a lot of people don't like it and criticize it. And I'm like, okay, well, you don't pay me. I don't even see, I haven't seen you in two years in real life. You don't really impact my life at all. You're just online criticizing something that's helping my brand grow more. Yeah, yeah. And if you're going to so, give criticism, then you should offer some sort of alternative. And you're not even offering an alternative, yeah. too. So yeah. fuck you. Yeah. Like, Personally, I'm I to a fault. I am very receptive to criticism. If I hear any sort of criticism, I, I kind of I I've heard somebody say that criticism in the natural world is kinda, is pretty rare. So like when you do hear it, it in today's social media generation, it's a little bit different because you're reacting to people who are online and criticism is just you know at this point we're at the point where we're getting a lot of hate in our comments, which is which is an interesting thing. And uh, it's kind of fun. funny. Yeah, it's actually. Nah, funny I laugh fun. at them, yeah, bro. It's, cool. I laugh. At I mean, none of them are about <laughs> us. None of them about like I, like I haven't gotten any hate. Some, gotten, one like, person said I look like. I'm on acid. That's the only thing. That's the only thing that's criticized me. And it you was, got the yeah. glossy eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah, glossy eyes. I looked yeah. a little weird in that picture, but uh, for me, I take criticism pretty, to, pretty strongly, to be honest. In a way that, like, I, I really sit with where is that coming from? Is that coming from a place of sort of envy, or is that coming from like? And even if it is, I think there's probably some there's something to learn from every type of criticism. Yeah, so I, I, I take agree. it. I agree. Yeah. So the context is very important. Context is very important. Most of the time yeah so the context is very important to who's criticizing you a lot of times it does come from things like jealousy and envy um especially when you have something building that when you're building something that people see can go somewhere um sometimes it is justified um but it really comes down to for me to receive criticism i have to respect the person that it's coming from and if i don't then it's just that is that camera a little bit too high? It looks like it's no. It's no, not, that's, that's exactly, exactly how it was. Really? Okay, it's not too high. I bet. Um, <laughs> word. I'll say what I had to say. I'm busy. I think th- what it, to you guys. Um, how do you think people should go about criticism? How do you think? Wh- how do you think? So if if there's somebody that you respect, right? Mm-hmm. How do you think criticism should be approached? Okay. For me, especially delivering, delivering or receiving. Delivering. So deli- 
delivering it. How people should deliver it? Yeah. Okay. Oh. Let's let's go with both. Let's go with both. Let's okay. Go with both. So for me, if I'm if I'm on the receiving end, a lot of times if it's something that hits a little bit in a different way, in a way that I kind of feel like it would be in, you know, it's it's not they're not saying it with malintent. They're saying it in a way that they want to help me grow. They're saying it in a way that sort of makes me feel like I I see where you're coming from. I, a lot of times for me, I take like a deep breath, I close my eyes for a second, um, and I just sort of try to detach myself from the conversation. And then I try to dig a little bit deeper, you know, so a simple question like, why do you feel that way? What are some instances where I've exhibit those traits that you you think that I have? Um, do you have any suggestions for sort of making that better in myself? So I like to dig a little bit deeper if I hear some criticism, especially like I, I want to have as deep of a conversation about it if it's criticizing me. And because there's not many instances that my good friends or somebody that I have family and somebody that I trust who is not trying to take me down gives me criticism. So I, I, I try to dig a little bit deeper on the receiving end of things. How do you like to receive it? Okay. Delivering it? Um, I mean, because that one's easier. Delivering it? Uh, for me, if, how would I like to deliver it? Um, I mean, I need to have some sort of relationship with the person. And then assuming that I can be open and honest with someone. I'm not even going to try. I won't even attempt if it's someone that I don't feel like is receptive or egotistical or anything like that. It's not worth Facts. the effort. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I just, I just tell it how it is. I'm a very blunt person. Um, yeah, you know, it, there's definitely nuance depending on the person. Like if you have someone like me who just is very straightforward and just says things how it is, I can just speak how I normally speak. If it's someone who I know may be a little bit more sensitive, then I'll, you know, there's, there's different uh, ways you can deliver the same message. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So just say million percent. Yeah. Um, in terms, in terms of, um, receiving it how would i receive it again it goes back to the person but if it's someone i respect then yeah kind of exactly what he said just removing yourself from the situation um asking yourself does this person have my best interest in mind that's a big question mm -hmm. and if they do listen yeah i'm it doesn't mean do it like they might even if it's someone i respect and they're like hey i think your edits would look better like this they might not be as well versed in that topic as me so i'll take it with a grain of salt if it's something that's valid do it if not not but just looking at it objectively i think is the most important thing for sure and building off that a little bit i had this conversation with my girl the other day so um shout the out way page. shout out page <laughs> um the way I, you know there's different ways of approaching a career especially in the arts some people um she suggests sometimes that sometimes i shouldn't be doing things for for free and i should maybe be looking for a bag a little bit more which is understandable and that's reasonable and the and the way i i sort of look at it is like there's different paths that you can take and they'll both kind of you know there's different ways you can go about it um and if i decide to go pick pick blueberries today and eat blueberries that's cool or i could go decide and eat strawberries that's cool you could both do those those are both good ways of doing it but like the way you choose to, which path you decide to take is you know that's that's kind of on you and like maybe this person thinks blueberries are a little bit healthier for you so maybe you should go do the blueberries but like i'm kind of feeling strawberries today so i want to do it like that so maybe it's not the best analogy but like they're not neither of them is wrong so just right. because somebody suggests to take this path doesn't mean that it's the right or wrong path it's just like i'd rather take this path this is the path i want to take there's benefits to strawberries too you know what i mean it might not be as good for the skin i don't fucking know but i i I want to take that path. So yeah, yeah. So that's. I, I agree with that. I think in terms of the distributor, I think uh, you should be mindful. Obviously, you know, if somebody is if somebody is blunt, I've came across a lot of blunt people. If you're if you're blunt, you also have to understand. You know, um, I I hear sometimes 
at maybe on the receiving end, if you are a little bit sensitive, I, I'll be honest with you guys, I'm a little sensitive in, in terms of certain aspects. And that's just who I am. Um, and I'm not going to sit here and say I'm going to fucking cry about it, but it there there is certain things that I I don't want to say I overanalyze, but you, you got to really just know how to receive the information or distribute the information because it's not going to rub me the wrong way, mm-hmm. but it may be like, well, your approach is a little different, you know? And yeah. you may have bosses that may tell you really what it is, but how does that make you a good leader? How does that make you a good communicator? If you have to know your your person, if you have to know the person that you're, you're speaking to. If you communicate the same way with every person, you're a terrible leader. Mm. Yeah. Would you also say that, that that person is a terrible communicator? Yes. Yes. I think because it's, really just, it's recognizing yeah. that not everyone thinks like you. Yeah. yeah. Again, I'm a blunt person. I want people to tell me things how they are. Most people are not that. Yeah. So... I'm not going to talk to most people like that. I'll talk this way on the camera because I just want to be myself and portray myself in my most organic way. Yeah. I don't talk like this in most of my conversations. Yeah. So. So, if it, for, for example, if you, were, if, if you were giving me criticism as a little bit more of a sensitive person, how would you go about that? Um, all right. Let's make up a hypothetical. Let's say it was a critique on um, podcasting. Um, a, a good rule of thumb, just when it comes to um, delivering criticism in general, is it's called the sandwich method. Shout out Gianni. He was the first person to ever tell me about this. Um, it's basically tell them what they're doing right, tell them where they can improve, and then finish it off with what they're doing right and something encouraging. Mm. So that's a, usually a good model when it comes to just giving criticism to anybody. Like so that. that's essentially how I would go about it. We use that on our review show a lot. Yeah, like or, review, or what we're supposed music. to. Yeah, we're supposed to. But um, yeah, that that's I would I would take an approach like that. Okay. Yeah. Because I I think also if you just continuously throw negative and no positive, then who's gonna you know yeah. who's gonna listen? Yeah. Who's gonna listen? Yeah. You have to be able to kind of say you know what, uh, if example for podcasting, you know, it's a hypothetical situation. You know, I've like you're doing really good for the podcast, mm-hmm. Poncho. You're doing really good for the podcast. This is where, you know, maybe the, the things that you're talking about are a little off topic or, you know, the camera angle, the shots, it could be better, but, you know, you're still growing and you're still becoming better. And I just want to be able to give my input. I think just kind of that will be more receptive to it because if you hear a yeah. negative message, you're going to be like, well, fuck this guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, you, I don't even want to listen to yeah. you. Especially um, if it's like the first time someone's ever critiquing something. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Obviously, you know, if you if the if the topic or whatever maybe over time you obviously have to know that person you know yeah. you have to know obviously you guys have been together for a long time you know you probably know how to talk to each other now in terms of certain things and certain ways so you guys can be able to get to each other but most people won't be receptive to everything that you tell them unless you tell them exactly in that way because like you said everybody is different yeah and that's just really sure. goes with communication just understanding communication for sure i agree there was uh one clip that you posted um, oh, shit. <laughs> and it was you basically just went on how many posts you've had you were talking oh, about over 100 fuck. post yeah, episodes yeah. before you went viral yeah and within those five years mm-hmm. i want to know was there a moment of doubt or a feeling of failure within that five a years moment of doubt <laughs> <laughs> i write a book on the amount of doubt i fucking had um 
Yeah, bro. Way too many examples to fucking have. Because, like, even in those five years, it wasn't just me posting videos with one goal in mind. It was me trying shit and it failing or me trying shit and having it fail for even a reason that's outside of me. Like, when my venue got shut down by the fucking cops. A whole nother podcast. But, um, uh, yeah, like, like, too many. Like, I don't ever give anything up to luck. But if there's one thing that was lucky in my life, it was that arrest I was talking about before, because it put me in a situation where it's like, all right, it doesn't matter what happens. You need to you need to make it work. I'm grateful now. I don't I don't have a, a record at all. Uh, I could go get a job if I wanted to. At this point, I'm so deep in this. I, it would make no sense for me to even do that. Yeah. But um, um, yeah, there's there's lots of them. And like as long as your why of why you're doing it is louder than the voices of doubt then it's it's very easy to keep going it's not easy it's simple it's not easy but it's just just gotta do what you gotta do that's a bar word daniel oh moments of self-doubt that's the conversation part right um so for me i i i I can't really say i've had that many moments of self-doubt in my career i think mine is such a it's a unique thing it's not the same thing as pursuing a career as a creator as a creator you're just so much more on luck and people accepting you and things that are like, you know, it's not the same as in, in my space. I haven't really, I, for me, I feel pretty confident in my career trajectory. And I, I, I can say pretty objectively that I'm distinguishing myself from my, my peers in a way that like, you know, people at my level, I'm just the people that I, I've had so many, what's helped me. He's with trying to that. say he's him. <laughs> I, I am trying to say that I have studied the people that I want to be to the point where I know that I'm doing what they did when they were trying to went on their pursuit to success. Um, I've studied them as much as I possibly can. I've had so many calls where I've just talked to lawyers that are doing what I want to be doing. I've watched every single video of an entertainment lawyer online that I could possibly find. I'm not joking. I've read the books on them. <laughs> I've studied what it takes to do it, and I know that I'm doing them. So I don't really have a reason to have self doubt on my on my own path. Um, just I, I feel pretty confident in in a in a humbled way. Still, I think I don't you know I don't talk about mm-hmm. you know how I feel certain, but um, you know I, for me what what has made sure that I've stayed confidence is just that I, I i constantly compare myself and i'm making sure mm. you know because you can't compare art in the same way you know what i mean as a cre- as a producer you could practice every seal in the book you could do all the things it's not the same you know so yeah um yeah so i i, I definitely understand why creators have a different level of self-doubt yeah you know? if anyone dealing with self-doubt um there's two things that could really help you one just getting more educated um like uh if i wanted to start a fucking i don't know i love street art if i wanted to start a a graffiti fucking business or some shit i would have a lot of self-doubt because i don't know the business so education is a big thing but even bigger than that is just build some momentum for yourself just little steps little steps you want to start a podcast um fucking you're doubtful about things just just fucking record off your phone just record off your phone don't even buy a mic just record off your phone put it out it's gonna be shitty but like you know, it'll give you that first step and then you'll recognize areas you can improve. And as long as you keep going, that self-doubt will dissipate over time. Because the biggest thing, the biggest cause of self-doubt and lack of confidence is just being stagnant. So just go, keep learning and keep going. Love that. Self-doubt yeah. obviously creeps up on everybody and uh, yeah. definitely can deter your success and your path. Absolutely. If you just allow it to, you know, the the negative voice, the negative thoughts, whatever it may be, can absolutely overtake your mind your ambition whatever it may be and i've known people that definitely has done that and um in times of self-doubt you just got to tell yourself you know it'll be all right everything's going to be okay you just got to keep going 
and just become 1% better. Facts. As of our last conversation over the summer, uh, you guys obviously have grown on social media. But besides social media, I'm curious to know how you guys have grown as people, whether it's anything that you guys have moved on from, old habits, patterns, and how you guys have evolved in terms of maybe mindset and everything yeah, else. I got, I got two good ones for this. Um, I started taking my health more serious. For a long time, I was in the, yo, I don't got time for fitness. I don't got time to work out. I need to fucking grind. I got to build this brand. And then one day you look in the mirror like, yo, is that me? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. So um, I had that moment um, last month. And shout out KidWorks, who's been, you know, training me. He going to the gym with me every day, every morning, 7 a.m., sometimes 6 a.m. If we have to get it done, we get it done. And it's just no bullshit workouts. Like, he will stand there and he will fucking make sure I can't walk by the time we're done. I can and imagine, like, bro. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's fucking, That's, it's excruciating, but yeah. it's good. Like, it, <laughs> so, um, you know, just, just prioritizing my health more, which if you're an entrepreneur, there is a time where you got to sacrifice a lot of shit. And health might be one of those things. I'm not going to sit here and tell you never sacrifice your well-being. Like, bro, sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. Um, but that's not sustainable long term. So, you know, um, prioritizing my health more uh, is one of the biggest changes. And the other one is um, I've gotten more. I've gotten this is going to sound dark, but I've gotten colder with certain people and certain mindsets and um, just attitudes to the point where at this at this point in my life, I feel like I know what I want when it comes to other people i know what i don't and i don't compromise that at all mm, yeah. boundaries boundaries so, are high. yeah boundaries boundaries boundaries, are high for you. boundaries have exceeded and it's been necessary because i could not do what i do if i did not have firm boundaries of what i want in my life who i want in my life because it's it's just it's so mentally and emotionally excruciating to chase this path that you can't have things in your life that deter you from it mm. Definitely feel that. Right, that's a Jesus. That, yeah. That's that one is good. I'm yeah, guessing nah, that applies that was, to friendships and relationships. Yeah, bro, it's those will kill. It'll kill you. Yeah. It'll kill you. Yeah. It's, it's kill. Yeah. Yeah. Something. It hasn't been the most productive last four months, however long it's been for me. The um, in terms of like growth and development. So I don't have the best answer, but I will say something I've been taking a lot more seriously is just a lot of self talk. A lot more self talk. So uh, I I used to have a thing, and I picked it back up where. I am just, every time I wake up, I am watching podcasts and I'm taking notes. I'm watching the most productive podcast that I possibly can in my head, what I think is the most productive. And I'm just constantly writing down and rereading what I've written down. So mm-hmm. um, a lot of people write things down and don't reread it. I'm working on, re, you know, <laughs> you know it, it does help like to program yourself, but you know, it's been better me. to write it down yeah. than not to, especially. Yeah. So I've been trying to journal a lot more. Um, I bought a book. That is like one of those books where it's like three things you're grateful for, daily habit, your focus, um, what are your five priorities, what are your to-do list today, and what's like a little reflection. So I've been trying to be better at doing that, and that definitely helps me so much because like I'm in since I'm trying to juggle a bunch of different worlds, it's been I always feel like I am not doing enough. Oh um, man, I, I never can... know. Oh man, yeah, <laughs> oh just, man, yeah, for sure. And it's like oh, if you're man. focusing on one thing, you'd be like, all right, I did this, this, that, that, that. 
And but if it's like a couple things, then like it, it it's harder to sort of mentally like did I do enough for everything? So being writing for me has been something that I've been taking. Is that a is that a journal or is it just you've been you found a journal you just write? Yeah. In. So if you go on Amazon and just look up like daily daily tracker or something, they have a bunch of different ones and it shows you what's on each sheet and you know you could you could find one that works for you. You know what I mean? So yeah. Glad glad to know that you guys have grown as people. I just wanted to be able to ask that. You know, obviously we we talk about social media all the time, but I think mm -hmm. something that we neglect is ourselves in uh, whether it's you know relationships, yeah, friendships, work life. There there's so many things that we compromise and we kind of put ourselves on the last of our priority yeah. list when. I think it should be a little bit higher. Um, obviously, you know, when, when you're an entrepreneur, you have to sacrifice, like you said, for a little bit yeah. and compromise those things. But I think if if the shit that you're running is not is not repaired or it's not well fit, it's never gonna it's never gonna reach the end of the ocean. If to anyone wondering, um, I started taking. I finished massage school in um, August of 2018, and then I got denied my my um, license right after that. That's when I started taking music serious. Um, and since then I have put myself in the back burner for my career. It's 2023 now. Um, I would have been way further if I put health first. From your perspective though, well, how are some ways that you've grown even since that last conversation? Oh man. Summer? Um, hmm. Where do I want to go with this? Um, man, I've noticed a lot of insecurities and imperfections that I really have with myself. Um, I've noticed being on camera or just you? No, just general? myself, okay. uh, away from camera. I, okay. camera, I feel like I've obviously gotten better. The flow of things, the way I present ideas or thoughts, but in terms of personally, bro, mm -hmm. a lot, man. And I don't know. It's, I, I've gotten in a relationship and that obviously okay. teaches you a lot about yourself. Um, and it's just the people I, that I, I wouldn't even know. <laughs> it's, uh, I a hundred percent goes that way. It's, sure. it, it's, you, you learn a lot about yourself, you know, in, in certain things, certain people, people are mirrors, right? And whenever yes. you're involved yeah. with others, you look at them, but you also look at yourself. Yeah. And there's been times where personally I've, I've seen things and, you know, I've learned things about myself in, in certain situations. And I, I'd say for one, um, obviously I'm a little, I'm, I'm a little bit more sensitive than, than a lot of other people. Uh, that's just because if you guys want me to be honest, my mom kind of really grew me up. Obviously I had a dad, he was present in the house, but like my mom was really there, you know? Mm -hmm. And when you, when you're dealing with a woman, you obviously can get those feminine traits a little bit to the extent. And like I said, I'm not going to sit here and be like, Oh, I'm fucking a crybaby or anything, but you're a little bit more on the sensitive side in terms of certain things. And I've been trying to do this to decipher is that an insecurity that I need to fix or is that something I need to accept? Is that something that in my person I need to accept and the right people will understand that? And I guess I'm more empathetic and sympathetic to other people and compassionate. Mm -hmm. And the quote unquote term alpha male nowadays is more, you know, they could give a fuck what you think or what yeah. you say or not putting yourselves in their shoes. And I, I deal with criticism a, a hell of a lot differently. Um, so to me, do I, I do I accept that self? And it's been a very fine line. Um, well, do you do you um, are you okay with that? It's a good question. That's really what it comes down to. Am I okay with that? Having I think like, you know feminine traits, quote unquote. You know, more compassionate, more empathetic. I think a lot of think a lot of times you can get called uh, 
certain names, yeah. you know, and obviously rightfully so. Yeah. Um, and you got to ask yourself as a leader, is, is it okay to have that? You know, um, obviously I'm learning how to be a leader. I'm learning how to do all those things. Um, and trying to teach myself how to be a man, you know, um, within all of that. So am I okay with it? I believe that I am. Um, and I feel like that's just an extreme acceptance uh, about myself because I don't want to fucking change for nobody. I don't want to change for society. I want to be who I am. Yes. And people are going to resonate with that. People are not going to resonate with that. It's the same thing with, you know, hate comments. They're, fuck you. You know what I mean? You're not me, you know? And, and I yeah. feel like that's one, one thing that I have to really start, you know, taking into my life. And um, I've just learned a lot about myself, my imperfections, my insecurities. And there's been a lot of dark times within these past couple months since we did the podcast. And um, not afraid, not ashamed to say that. And uh, like I said, it just makes me human. You know it's I mean? really be beautiful listening to you walk through your last couple months and, and the amount of lows that you've experienced and especially dealing with uh, how being in a relationship can sometimes affect you. Because I'm dealing with very similar thoughts in like uh, mental states where it's like being in a relationship has taught me so much about myself, just yeah. like you said. Um, I also identify as being more on the feminine side of traits at times. Like, I am not somebody who is like a sort of uh, dominant. <laughs> Wait, oh, oh, no, you, you have said that before. Okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I am. Okay, I, I am okay, a okay. very, like, empathetic somebody who, like, isn't really trying to, you know, display dominance. I take, like, you know, I, I have a di difficulty speaking up at certain times. Like, you know, I don't... So, um, yeah, listening to your thought process about that, I resonate with you a million percent, bro. So, yeah, it's really I have been single since 2018. Yeah. Again, when I decided to take this career serious, I said, fuck all that shit. Yeah. So, yeah. I cannot relate. Yeah. <laughs> it's like being but. in a relationship, you have somebody who you're just with all the time, and it just sees you, and, and they feel a little bit more comfortable expressing, like, negatives about you than, like, maybe other people mm. do. Or, you know, which and I they really okay. see you for, they really see you for sometimes who you are, and yeah. it's... And, like, you really affect them in, like, a way that you don't affect other people. So yeah. it's, like, you know, them speaking up on the fact that you affect them and how you affect them um, is, like, it, that's something that, like, I really try to process, like, how, like, what's going on here? Like, so, um, yeah, it is, it is something that has taught me a lot and, like, being more conscious about how I affect others because, you know, so, so other people in your life might not speak up, like, if you're affecting them in this way, but your, your girlfriend usually will, you know what Yeah, I mean? so, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully. But, <laughs> so that's how I've yeah. that's how I've gone. Um, anything else, you guys? Anything else you guys want to steer? Uh, I think I think this was an amazing conversation, bro. I think uh, I definitely want to do a part two. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if you're yeah, passing the invite, yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah, whenever sure. you guys, you know, obviously we talked about certain things. Whenever the move happens and stuff oh, like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I want to thank you guys for coming on, man. This was, a, despite the difficulties, the technical difficulties, this, this was. Motherfucker. Yo, if you have the patience to, to <laughs> yeah. sit through my fucking six fuck ups, I appreciate you. <laughs> yeah, you might this, not know there's six fuck ups because Poncho's yeah. just a guy to edit it. So, yeah, so he might yeah, be able to. This, yeah, this was you. a phenomenal podcast. I appreciate you guys tuning in. Everybody that's listening, I appreciate you guys coming out. Where can the people find you on your socials? Yeah, just tap in with the pod. Like, that's what it is. That's where I'm at. I'm, I'm on that more than my personal gram. Encore.pod on Instagram and TikTok. Those are the best two platforms there. Uh, YouTube with full interviews are on there. Encore podcast. The Encore podcast. And um, Yeah, you can find both our ads there. But Yeah, yeah both our individual ads are there as well. And um, yeah, if you're creative... If you have a dream, if you know that there is more for you in store than what's being presented to you by your friends, by your family, by the world around you, by school, by your job, tap in with the Encore Pod. And don't settle for that. If you have that deep internal feeling that there is just more for you and you're not being fulfilled by 
what your life is right now. Don't settle. And I know if you talk to some of your friends about it, they'll be like, oh, it's okay. Like, you know, like, don't, don't listen to that shit. Like, you know, there's more for you. Go get it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. We're very adjacent to like the conversation that you have on this show. So if you like this show, I'm sure you'll love our show. So, or, but if you love this show, I'm sure you'll <laughs> like our show. Yeah, I definitely would uh, co-sign on that statement. They do a great job on everything that they present within their work. And I definitely advise you to guys tune in. Uh, you guys are going to get some value and new perspectives along the way. Uh, to anybody who's listening, I want to thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for showing support. Thank you guys for showing love on every single episode. This is the 1% Podcast. I'm out.